He sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20. The message you're about to hear is a straightforward, down-to-earth and insightful teaching by Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. Lady Reverend Adelaide serves under her husband, Bishop Dag Heward-Mills, as a pastor at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Lady Reverend Adelaide is a handmaiden of God and is privileged to have been used by God to pastor and to speak the Word of God, both nationally and internationally, to all ages and gender. She has a plethora of messages on many issues, experiences, and situations of life from God's perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you listen to this message by God's anointed handmaiden, Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. I, I think last year I told you the story about a dear boy in the Kodesh who had gone astray. And then when we spoke to him, first of all, we contributed to his discharge from the mental hospital. And then a senior brother in the church brought him to church. So I could see him on the Sunday. So the Sunday after church service, I saw him. And I said, look, they said that the doctor at the mental hospital says that the way that we can save you is for you to leave this region and go to boarding school elsewhere. Because I asked him, where are your mates? Oh, they are in uni now. I didn't even know it had happened so quickly. And I said, you are here. Look at how intelligent you are. You are standing here and you are telling me your friends are in uni now. So anyway, as I spoke to him, I said, will you come on Tuesday to see me so that I send you off to a region, to a school there, and you don't come to Accra because even your home, your everywhere, the influence is not. Yes, Auntie Mami, everything. When I turned and I left, a man who was a drag pusher had come into the church to feed the lambs and to shepherd them. So the man called him. So after my ministration, somebody else called him. So he never came on the Tuesday. But he told the brother he was with, oh, this is the man who supplies the drugs. And beloved, he has the audacity to, be, to come into the Jesus Cathedral. I was looking for him seriously, but I never found him. But he has gone out of his way to come into the Jesus Cathedral, whether after church or what, seeking the sheep, seeking the lamb to feed them with wheat, to feed them with drugs. And you, after church, no interaction with the children, no follow-up. You just talk to the children who come to you, the ones who don't come, you have no time. But Jesus said, feed my lambs. Lambs are weak. Lambs are gentle. Lambs are easily deceived. And lambs can also be your pets. Some children will never know real love, holy love, except what they find in the church. Some children will never know parental love, but they can know the love of Jesus. Feed my lambs. Amen. I didn't write the Bible. 
Jesus wrote the Bible, and this one is the words of Jesus. A person easily cheated or deceived, especially in trading securities. Hey! When he has to trade in things, he can't. He's easily deceived. And they say that that's where the adjectives lamb-like and lamby come from. And ew means a mature female lamb. You know ew. So you say, you say ever. It's not ever. It's ew. It's a mature female lamb. Hallelujah. So when God says, feed my sheep, he knows what he's saying. Hmm. So what does a shepherd do? To feed the sheep. To feed the sheep is one of the first assignments of shepherding. The shepherd must make the sheep lie down in green pastures and he must prepare a table for them to feed them. The green pastures and still waters help relax the sheep and enables them to feed. This is from the famous Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. So if we want to feed the lambs, then we have to be shepherds to them. And if we want the excellent example of a shepherd, then that shepherd is Jesus himself. Amen. So in Psalm 23, David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But the verse I'm looking for, or the line, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Amen. Now, how do you get sheep to lie down in green pastures? The green pastures are not provided for by the sheep. It is the shepherd who looks for the green pastures. And often, he will even plant the green pastures. At least that's what I see. In Europe, when you are driving, you see big expanses of green. In Switzerland, they have sheep that have a lot of wool. I don't know about the African sheep. But he is not just a shepherd, but he has provided pasture. You know, and that means that Sometimes and often they have tractors, they are building, they bring grass to plant and all that so that the sheep can graze and lie in green pastures. You have been serving brown pastures to these children. I went to a camp recently in a country with my husband and the children were put somewhere else because it was, if you like, an adult camp, but 
they provided for the children in another hall. Now after the camp, a, a lady, a parent, she was complaining bitterly. And she said, Lady Reverend, I didn't even know her. She said, it would have been better for the children to have been allowed into the camp. And I said, hey, night house camp, they say big things. And some of the children are very little. But she said, it would have been better for them to come because as they went to the other room, they just called a little older children and said, teach them. So no pasture was prepared for the camp. It's like, find something to share with them, take care of them, you know. But a true shepherd should think through, as we are going to this camp, what material will the children be given? What, what green pastures can I provide for them? I was even telling my husband yesterday that at least they could even have chosen a book and said that every leader study this book and these chapters and come. I mean, the young children to take care of them. Everybody study this book, come, and you'll be teaching the children this intense. But obviously, there had been no preparation. But Jesus said, feed my lambs. Feed the easily cheated, the easily deceived, the weak, the pets, and the ones who don't have a mind of their own. But before you can feed them, there must be pasture. He maketh me to lie down. It's the shepherd that makes you lie down in green pastures. It's the shepherd who leads the lambs by still waters. Majority of us, we just appear on Sunday. No preparation, no pasture. We don't care whether it will sink or not. We are meaning is how you say it. That's how we are. But you see, Jesus is looking at you. Say, wow, they are not feeding my lamps. They don't love me. There are so many blessings that come with loving God. And you love Jesus said, if you love me, my father and I will come and we will make our body you. What else do you want? Feed my lambs. Some of you, you just know that, okay, let me wipe them. Let me this. Let me that. You have become a martyr. But spiritually, to give them pasture, no way. You will be surprised that as young as you think some of the children are, they can learn scriptures. I learned a lot of my scriptures from Sunday school. And they used to have this red little book. They used to call it the little Bible. That's where I learned first, Matthew 4, 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Small like that. And my teachers were from secondary school. GSTS, they came to teach me. But you know, when you are a child, you see them as very grown up. And that's why I always mention teacher Mensa. I see him in Taka. I say, teacher Mensa, I owe you. So, no, Adelaide, when I see him, I'm so happy at what God is doing. But he was in secondary school. He taught and he's still loving God. And my mother was telling him, as for this, your teacher Mensa, his children, eh, God has settled every single one of them. She said that their lives are so beautiful. It has just gone. I said, and she, she wasn't even linking it to his teaching me, then I said, 
But he taught so many of other people's children. She was saying that he has really loved God, and, but for me, my exposure to him was in Sunday school. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. You, you just arrive. So I can be rich then every day they are singing non songs. If you don't take a cry, they will sing whatever that song is. That's what you have come there with. Because you yourself, that's what you soak in. And so that's what you are also giving out. But the shepherd will make the little lambs lie down in green pastures. Amen, somebody. You don't just appear. Look, a soul is a soul. It's precious to God. Preparation. We'll come to that. How to prepare. We'll come to that. Amen. When the child comes. You see, when you minister out of the spiritual, it has a certain effect. And when you minister as in carnal, you will also get the same. Uh, what you sow is what you reap. You will raise children who are not spiritual. Children who don't know verses. Children who don't know. Sometimes, some of my children have inspired me. This week they said, first love is fasting. My, my young daughter. Hey, shall I eat too? Fasting? I said, ah, I don't you have to eat a bit before medical purposes? No, no, no. Mommy, I'll be okay. I'll survive. And then she sleeps late. But by four, I hear her with either songs. And she's praying. So I told her two days ago, I said, look, I slept very late and I was tired. But the way you were praying, I saw that backslid, so I woke up. And I prayed with you. She said, really, mommy, what was I? I said, four o'clock. And she said, it's now 7.30. I said, yes. I've been praying with you. Although I prayed before I slept. You know, I, 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 I stayed up late. But when I heard your prayer and your music from downstairs, I felt that, hey, I also should join. So I also joined. And I mean, she inspires me. My children inspire me. So I have to go and say, let the music go down. We have neighbors. Because they are praying. And so even when I'm talking to them, they are praying. And man, what do you say? Hey! Hey, you! What is what has brother? I said, wow. It is the shepherd she has had over the years. Including Pastor Danny. And now, she has gone to first love. Her father is her pastor. One CD. So whatever you put in the lambs, in the children, it will come out. Beyond even what parents put in children. You, the children's pastor, you are the first part of spirituality for the child. The child comes to you. They don't feel any love. 
You don't feel any concern. Feed my lambs. One of the definitions of us, dear pet. You don't pet anybody. Oh, how are you today? Don't cry. I'm not saying touch them in inappropriate ways because that one too is another chapter. Amen, brothers. If you go to that chapter, we will prosecute you. And God's mercy will not come into it. Amen. But I'm saying that my, my, my Sunday school teachers, they showed me a lot of love and a lot of care. You know, people say that children don't have problems. But children have a lot of problems. Too. And one of the anxieties for a child is also exams. You are very worried. Though. It's your world. It's your world. Or if there's a problem at home, so you can't share with anybody. But just the teacher showing you love. How is it today? Oh, you look nice today. You know? And the child says, I'm feeling discouraged today, mommy and daddy. We're fighters. So concentrate on God's love and pray for them. God's love will come. But you, you don't even know that. You say, eh. You have rather opened the time for gossip. Eh, what does mommy say? And how, how does daddy respond? All these things are real. And then you use it to get into people's homes. You see them in church like that, Missy. You may see one movie. Instead of feeding green pastures, you are so carnal that if when a child shares the problem, it's for you to rejoice and also to spread it with that your foolish friend who is equally as empty as you. But if you are busy feeding, you don't have to. When the child has a problem and it's a lamb to you, a dear pet, you feel the child's pain. You feel the child's confusion. You feel the child's instability. And as a good shepherd, you rise up and do something about it. You rise up and minister even to that lamb. Amen. Amen. You see, we, we, we had a problem like that in the Kodesh. When people come, they say they are going to tree service. All the house elves are going to tree service. Or all the house elves will bring the babies to the children's church. You are finished. Your house help will be corrupt. Because as they meet, uh-huh. So your good household, by the time she comes back, she's corrupted. Corrupted. And it's the same with you teachers. The same. You are not spiritual. You use the children as a means of information for your gossip. You don't care about their soul. But a good shepherd, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Feed my lambs. Not take advantage of them. And not say, Hey, so when you went to London, what did you buy? So what did you see? Your foolishness is being transmitted to the child. These that don't concern you, it's true. And your bushness. You are so pushy. 
Excuse me to say, when in you say, small minds gossip about people. Big minds are looking for ideas, how to progress, how to. But small minds. Hey, come on, shoe. We didn't come for shoe. We came to know Jesus and Him crucified. Amen. I think I am dialing some numbers now. The children are not there so that you compare them and give whatever, and then those who are special needs, then you are so insensitive that you will be laughing. He's created by God. And he didn't make himself into tok tok. It's just unfortunate that he has a disability. And you as a shepherd, if you are going to care for lambs, it means making them your dear pets. But the ones you go towards are only the nice ones. The ones who speak good English. The ones who are presentable. The ones whose parents will bring you something on our day. On your birthday, it's your birthday. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Yes, only international school children. As for you, I told people they don't. And when they come and they are, they are unruly. That is why God sent them to you. I'm a best suban so that you would preach Christ and their lives would be transformed by the Holy Spirit. Amen, somebody. Maketh me to lie down. You see, sometimes we are not even aware because everybody gravitates towards what is easy and what is nice. But when you are a shepherd, you have to ask God to open your eyes so that you will see. Because God is not a respecter of persons. You see, some people, maybe they are bishops' wives, pastors' wives, their only friends in the church are people who are educated or people of means or people of... But what I have seen is that many people from different walks of life enrich your life. Enrich your life. Amen. Amen. I have a very good friend, and my, my staff can attest to it. He has Down syndrome. Do you know Down syndrome? He's not very well developed intellectually or mentally. But he's my friend and he's always calling me. After church, he'll be calling me. Ma, ma. When I tell them, he will run away. When I travel, I come. He knows I've come. He's my friend. He's my friend. When I say to him that I'm going up, when I go, he understands and he will wait. But other people see him. And I hear that when he goes to buy something, so I don't give him big notes. When he goes to buy something, people cheat him. They don't give him the change back. You see, so for some people, this same person is somebody to be taken advantage of. And for somebody else, it's somebody to be ministered to. So you decide which side you want to be on. You see, I don't have only friends who speak English. Only friends who are lawyers. Only friends who can write. No. 
friends from every walk of life and they enrich my life because it's not about things it's about people teaching us something. Amen. amen so in the children to see some are reserved some have inferiority complex some may never come near you and the Greek is saying that a lamb should also be your dear pets amen, amen. so we have to look at our shepherding all over again and we have to look at what we look out for and those we hang out it's not that everybody has a crowd you flow with more but other people should also feel your love amen the shepherd the second point the first one is the shepherd must make the sheep lie down in green pastures. the shepherd must make the sheep must gather the sheep carry them and gently lead them to the place where he can feed them. The shepherd must, one, gather the sheep. Two, carry them, because lambs need to be carried sometimes. And three, gently lead them to the place where he can feed them. If you do not have the time or heart to gather the lambs you are leading and gently carry them along, you will never have the chance to feed them. Sheep don't find pasture by themselves. Lambs don't. Sheep, after they are mature, they know where to go. But lambs need guidance. So you have to gather them, gently carry them, and take them to the word. Gently lead them to the pasture. How come you can't gather anybody? In your church, you can't gather any child. You don't inspire any child. You can't gather them to come to the place where they will be fed. You can't. And in fact, you don't. It's not part of your thinking. But from this meeting, you must be a change safe teacher. You must be changed by the Holy Spirit. Without this kind of gentleness, the lambs will not be open to receive from the shepherd. Isaiah 40 verse 11. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. Amen. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. You cannot feed the lambs with just anything and expect them to be healthy. You cannot give your child, as soon as a child is born, cocoa, no milk, no protein, no fish powder, no granite paste, nothing. Cocoa, carbohydrate. The child will die. Kwashoko. Kwashoko will kill the child. So you cannot also come to church and be giving the child things that will not let the child go. Every day fast food, you say, these days I'm very wealthy, so we don't eat at all. We eat KFC. You are a fool. Excuse me to say, it's true. Because fast food every day is not healthy. Once as a, as a, as a, a treat, it's fine, once in a while. But every day, you say, we nowadays, you know, 
We don't eat consomme anymore, you know. We just eat fried chicken and this oil, 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 oil. Things that are not made well. He said, and you think that it means you have arrived. You are ignorant. Amen. Food doesn't come by. Let there be light. Let there be consomme, and there was consomme. It is prepared. It takes time. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes going out there to get it before you bring it, before you wash it for all impurities, hopefully, before you cut what you have to cut, blend what you have to blend, before you cook, and then serve it. Amen. So how do you serve the word of God? To the children. Every day, Father Abraham has made us made us of Father Abraham. I am one of them. So are you. So let us praise the Lord. What for Father Abraham has made us sons, made us sons, Father Abraham. I am one of them. So are you. So let us praise the Lord. Perfect. Right. Stand up. Sit down. It's a good song. And you are saying that Father Abraham has made us sons. But the fact is that he doesn't know whether it's the Father Abraham behind his house or the Father Abraham in the Bible. And he doesn't know who Father Abraham is. How you serve it. How you serve it. The songs are supposed to accentuate what you have taught. <laughs> the songs are supposed to <laughs> the songs are supposed to buttress how do I say they are supposed to add emphasis and augment and make what you are teaching complete but not that that is all they come and say okay you, you watch video the watch video I've been to churches I've told you before where they were watching cartoons how when Satan is working over speed and you don't have much time to put the word of God into these young lives you are making them watch cartoons read and because we don't think about our work we don't see the far-reaching consequences of some of these things. But we are changing. Hallelujah. We need to teach them the right things. And we'll look through the material that we have. The manual this time will practically go through it to see. Okay? Number three, the shepherd must feed the lambs with knowledge and understanding 
the knowledge of God, the fear of God, and spiritual understanding will greatly transform the lives of your lambs. Amen. You don't just teach knowledge. Amen, somebody. When you look at Jeremiah 3.15, I will give you pastors. The word pastor is the same as shepherd. I will give you pastors according to my heart. Who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding? So feeding is not just knowledge. Do you think about whether what you teach is understood at the level of the children you are teaching? Does it okay to you? And do you make an effort to bring it to their level? When you have a child and you are weaning the child off milk or whatever, why don't you give the child a, a, a pig feet? Why don't you give the child nanny from milk? No nanny. One, he doesn't even have the teeth to chew it. Two, he's likely to choke. So what do you do when it's yam cry? You make it in potom poto. And you make it very soft, like a type of puree. And then, oh, uh, uh, how do you say, mankenichi uh, mean, gan? You don't know. Shall I have to say mankenichi mean? is that what you say? Yeah, you make it in potompoto, and even the big lambs in the potompoto, you mash it so that the child can take it in and then grow. Why is it that when you are teaching in INK church, you don't sit down and think, how can I bring this verse and make it alive and make it exciting for everybody? You can't say, today, I'm coming to teach you about the good shepherd. The good shepherd is a bosco. To bosco means to feed. And onion means a lamb. And then they close. What have you done? There was a teacher. There was a teacher teaching the young people, not my children, but my, my, my church children. Teaching the children. So when I see the children, hmm, you don't want to go. Oh, I'll be working with the officials. What are you doing here? Go to church. So why? He said that the teacher, when he teaches, we, we don't understand. And we don't, it wasn't that they were rebelling. A number of them, so I called the teacher. And I said, why is it that as you are teaching the children, they want to leave your class? Do you know what he said? He said that, oh, they are always thinking in the past about the teacher who was there before. I said, so what did the teacher who was there before do that you are not doing? Now, I said, do you think the children are flowing? Uh, not really. And you continue on this road. The children, children are not political, they are not whatever. But as you are, you have been put over them, they are diminishing. And because of you, they don't want to come to church. It must tell you something. And if you say that you, because they are thinking about your predecessor, think, what did he do? How did he gather them? How did he gently lead them? 
How did he teach them that they always came to church with enthusiasm? What do I lack? The fact that you lack something doesn't make you inferior. Everybody learns from somebody. So instead of learning it, now thankfully he tells you that he's no more in children's church. It's better. He should go. He should go. He has gone to another department. When I asked him why, he said that he needed a break. I said, okay, we're a couple. Couple because it's not working. He has gone to today's way. Amen. So you should be able to make the word into mpoto mpoto. To make the word into the rice that you don't just give rice, but you make it like this so that it's soft. Because your children are I church, K church. So depending on the level, you must be even as a teacher, you must be able to change your vessel. If you have to make yourself funny, but you are so rigid. Your face is so hard. And the children cannot say they don't understand. Amen. You preach above your heads and you don't look for understanding. But God said, I'll give you shepherds that will feed you with knowledge. You see, as Bishop says, all my examples, there's not even one dot of uh, whatever in a joke. They are real, and I'm happy that oftentimes my staff are with me, so they know. You know, sometimes when I'm preaching by mistake, the person's name wants to come out. Do you see? Because it's for real. And that's why every time we have met, I go and bring child evangelism. I say, teach us songs that teach us about salvation. Teach us how to teach salvation to younger children. Teach us all of the things. Ah, here in the Bible. What are you teaching the child by that? You are teaching her that everything that's going to guide her life or his life is from the Bible. Not from news. Not from the internet. Not from powerful friends, but from the Bible. And you learn that from a tender age. Look, eating is bits and bits and bits and then you grow. You don't sit down and eat all the food you need to be 20 years old. In the same way, we give the word of God piecemeal. But think about what you are going to share. And think about whether understanding because God said he will give them shepherds after his own heart. It means that when you teach without understanding, it is not after God's heart. Do they leave with something? Do they leave understanding? And don't underestimate the understanding of children. And think that everything must be very low or you can't share deep things with them. No. Deep truths can be shared in simple ways. Where every child, depending on the level, can flow with. We'll talk about the how to prepare and even what to preach and how to preach. You see some of you know windows though. Windows are examples, nothing about your life. That's for you. You you just dropped on it and you were a saint. You never stole from your mother. You never lied. You never liked any boy in class two. You are so perfect. Amen. 
You've never stolen your mother's meat before. You've never doubted God. You've never liked a girl who didn't like you. Your whole life is always textbook. You see, the, the Bible says that the Ten Commandments. Love, I shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Hey. So stop, brother. Come to our level. And share how you were alone at school. Share how you were unpopular for Christ. Share how you liked that boy and he didn't like you. Share how you liked that boy and you are so glad you didn't marry him. I told my children a story many years ago. I said, there was a boy in my class and the boy, he liked me. But I didn't like, oh, mommy, are you sure you didn't like so after that, they always mention the boy's name. Hey, so where is this boy now? So hey, so where is this boy? But it's good to be real. It's good to be real. Don't give them what they can't handle at a certain age. But look at the age. And look at the challenges of that age. And use windows from your life to tell them. And not only bad things. Good things. The things you prayed about that God did. The one who led you to Christ and what he taught you and what has made you who you are today. The things that you learned. What gave you a conviction about Jesus Christ. Share things about your life. And sometimes use also parables and stories. But you know, what's the name? Straight jackets. Are you surprised that every time when you finish preaching, all the church people say because they are young? That's not why. That's not why. Every time I see the children come for first fire, I ask myself, why are they so excited? They come, then they will dance on the small, and they feel they see that they sleep. But at least they are in the presence of God. Amen. And then, when you make the altar call, they come because children are so simple. They come a lot and they can see that they are sinners. In spite of the sleeping, something drops and they understand. And I keep asking myself, I even discussed with Pastor Daniel, I said, should I divide first fire into two? Because it's up to SHS. You know? So should I divide it into two so that these people, my challenge is availability, not the dividing. But whether I'll be there to do all those meetings. But you see, think about what you are doing. Think about the effectiveness and think about whether the children are understanding. Don't just say, I came to deliver this today and that's it. Then you are not a shepherd after God's own heart. And you are not feeding them with knowledge and understanding. You see, first fire had, um, I decided that the second day or so, on the Saturday, we will do a workshop. And with the workshop, I give a scenario, like, this girl is in class, she likes this boy, her friend also likes the boy, this girl is a Christian, what should she do? So I tried to give at every level an example. Then, before we will even go into that session, I have given the teacher who will be a leader, or the teachers who will be leader, I have given them guidelines about 
Which scripture? This one, you answer with this scripture. This one, you answer with this scripture. This one, you answer. Then we divide ourselves into the various ages and discuss whatever scenario is at your level. It is work to sit down and write these scenarios. I'm telling you, when you are going to preach, you want to just preach, not write scenarios and biblical answers for people. But what is the aim? To feed them with knowledge and understanding. So for the understanding to come, you need to be creative. You need to be creative. You can't just sit there and say, when they listen to preaching, they'll be okay. Why did I decide that? Let's do workshops so that you are with your peers, the same age, and you are freely discussing. Then the teacher will just lead. Okay, so what will you do? And then she will tell you why it is this answer is because it's based on the Bible. Why do we do question and answer for children? Because children have a lot of questions. And when you see the questions at first, hey, postgraduate, postgraduate, but it gives me an insight into their struggles, their challenges, and where they And some of them are not even Christians. Some of them are not Christians. And some of them, after the word, their heart is softened and they open up to you. A girl came years ago, not too long, and I felt the Lord was telling me, this is, she looked normal, nice girl, but the Holy Spirit was saying, this is an abused girl. So I, I said, okay, if you want to see me, I can give a few minutes to some people, some few people. So I went up and then this girl came. She's not even in our church, but she had come for a youth group, I mean, first of so as we sat down to talk, I said, I want to tell you, you've been abused, you've been a young girl, you wouldn't think. Then she started crying, she said, you Reverend, from a young age, my brother has sexually abused me, and my parents don't know, and I don't know how to tell them. And my parents travel a lot at weekends. What should a person do? Uh, let's go to Waju. Waju may be a step, but Waju may not liberate her, may not heal her, and may not make her whole. But if you feed her with knowledge and understanding, even if you don't know, go to the word of God, pray and ask God. And also talk to somebody who knows and discuss with the person. But you, your discussions are always social discussions. Into your bed then. Mr. the brother, no, have you solved anything? Have you solved anything? Creativity. You are coming in the morning. You, you, you don't have any songs to accompany what you are coming to teach. When we say do a few teaching aids, you say, I'm not a professional teacher. What teaching aid? With what money? But even the rolls in a toilet roll can be used for something. I know it from my mother. She's an educationist. She makes things out of all this. Even the rolls in the toilet roll can be cut for counting. You can tell the children, bring paper. We are going to draw Noah's Ark. We are going to put animals two by two. Because when you draw, it sticks. But you, you just want to teach. And you don't want to do anything demonstrative. But where is the understanding? And it's hard work. 
Because it's easier to just come and download than to say today we are drawing. Bring color pencils and bring paper. And for those who don't have, you find a way of providing for them. And sometimes when you see that those who have have come, you say, okay, so we are going to do group work, okay? So this group, you all are here. So the haves and the have-nots, you've mixed them. And somehow it's working. You never do a quiz unless first fire. You don't do saw drill unless first fire. But you can bring a micro, a smaller version of what is done to where you are. To make church a place where the children can understand and flow and be happy. Otherwise, Internet Cafe will call them. Other things will call them. I was driving once around of Uncle. I saw, hey, children, by a beer bar. They were not drinking the beer bar, uh, the BL, but the music. They are training and they are. That is why you must have Polag in your church. That's why you must raise dancing stars in your church. That's why, so that you can also retain them. And they will dance to Christian music. Amen. Even Boboli Bobokra is there. will feed them with knowledge and with understanding. So Bosco means to feed. And like the shepherd, you have to prepare a table. Tables don't just come about, they are prepared. It meant somebody? That's why the Bible says, your feet short with the preparation of the gospel of peace. It takes preparation. Who come to all that? Preparation through prayer. Preparation through intercession. Preparation through studying. It's even as a lawyer. If you are going to court, you are supposed to sit up and study your docket. You can't say, when I appear, I will say anything. Sometimes you do that, but when you go, Everybody will see that this thing, you didn't quite prepare. You know, because even you, you will rattle relevant, irrelevant cases. You will say things that, that we can all see that you didn't prepare. But if you are serious in winning your case, you have to prepare. If you are a teacher, you have lesson notes. If you are a shepherd, there must be some preparation in your life. The laziness is too much. And nobody can force you. It's a hard thing. It's God who has to change your heart. And you see, many of you, you don't have children yet. And you don't know that you are planting seeds. <laughs> I don't think teacher Mensah thought he was planting seeds. But just a week or two when I went to my mother and she said, Oh, his children, they've just blossomed. They've done every single one of them. They all know the Lord. They've got beautiful spouses. I said, really, how many are there? So, two boys and two girls. I mean, they have flourished in everything they have done. I'm like, wait a minute. This was my Sunday school teacher. So you don't have children yet. And you treat other people's own anyway. Beloved, I'm sorry you are sowing seeds. You are sowing seeds. You don't have a child yet. And you don't know how obedient or none 
the child will be. It's just grace. So whatever God gives into your hands, please handle with care. Handle with care. They are his lambs. Handle with care. They are precious to him. Handle with care. When he was leaving this earth, he told Peter, feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. That was something that was, he said, if you love me, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? But he didn't want Peter to get him something else to show him love. He wanted Peter to know what was love to him and the fact that Peter had to flow with it. Amen. Now, how did I grow up as a Christian? I had shepherds who were not even called pastors or shepherds. They just taught me. But they taught me quiet time. They taught me prayer. They taught me that fellowship was very important based on the Bible. They taught me witnessing. They taught me that everything should be guided by the word. They taught me that tongues was to make me strong. And they taught me to always ask in my life, if anybody asked me to do anything, they taught me to say, what verse is that? What verse is that? So after today, if you tell me something. Okay, so you have to do it. I say, eh, what verse is that? What verse are you basing your thing on? But because you yourself, you are not like that. You are not able to teach the children that in everything, what would Jesus do? What verse is that? Let me come and tell me something that sounds nice, but it's not scripture. I can't go by it because it's not God's word. Amen. When they say that people should eat grass, they'll be anointed. And they do eat the grass. What verse is that? When they say green pastures, it doesn't mean. Amen. Don't worry, we are ending soon. So that we can start tomorrow. Now, in the book of John, John repeats the last commission of Jesus Christ. So the ultimate thing in feeding also is to bring salvation to the children. We don't have to assume that Every child is saved (laughs) just because they are in church. Just like not every adult is saved because they are in church. Not every child is saved because he's in church. So you must always and we must always give the children an opportunity to give their lives to Christ and to know Jesus. So we have to make ourselves the saviors of men. Amen. Jesus Christ spoke to Peter and commissioned him to feed his sheep and to teach them. There's a love element in this commission that is not found in any of the other three commissions. Love is therefore the highlight of the great commission according to John, what we just read. Do you love me? If you love me, feed my sheep. Feeding the sheep is the same as going to the nations. Feeding the sheep is the same as teaching the sheep. But Jesus is warning that only lovers of God will obey the Great Commission. 
how true this is. Only those who love God can and will obey this commission. Today, it is as though there is a great commission to find money. It is as though the new great commission is to get rich and acquire the wealth of this world. Pastors preach as though they have been commissioned by God to make everyone rich. Perhaps some people have a special instruction from the Lord to make people rich. The Great Commission is a commission to preach the gospel. If you love God, you will obey him. John 14, 21 says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. When you have the commandment of God, you obey him and you prove that you love him. There's no other way to prove that we love God. We cannot kiss God. We cannot have sex with God. And he says, excuse my language. We cannot love God. We cannot give him chocolates. We can't give him a Valentine's Day present. We can't write a letter to him. The only way we can show him that we love him is to obey him. And Jesus said over and over again that the only way to love him was to feed the lambs. This reality must grip our hearts today. Our failure to preach the word and to obey the Great Commission is the greatest evidence that we do not love God. If we do not love God, what do we love? You love what you preach about. The topics that have filled your heart are the things you love. The money, the abundance, the prosperity, and the success, and let me add the gossip are the things that you actually love. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is speaking all the time. It's time to turn our hearts towards God and to love God. John was the baby disciple. He was the youngest. And he observed with great interest as Jesus asked Peter if he loved him. Today, the apostles are looking on with interest and amazement at our lack of love for Jesus. There's a commission to emphasize our love for God as the basis of the Great Commission. We see Jesus showing great love and concern for converts. The Great Commission includes following up converts and teaching them the word of God. Teaching and repeating the words of Jesus Christ to these little ones is very important. Jesus really loves the people that are saved. He loves the souls that need salvation, and he equally loves those that have come to know him. Our ability to care for people is a reflection of our understanding of this commandment. It is not just holding a great crusade. A great crusade is a great achievement, but it's only a part of making ourselves saviors of men. I'm a great believer in great crusades, Bishop says. But I'm also a believer in caring for the sheep, being a good pastor, being a good safe teacher, and caring for the sheep is a vital part of being a great commissioner. If you want to fulfill God's commandment, you must develop your ability to care for the lambs. Not just a prepared crowd that shows up at your Sunday church on Sundays. That's what I added. The children are a prepared crowd. They just show up on Sundays. 
you don't have to do anything. They gather. And you never do anything to increase your numbers. You never do anything to reach out to more people. You never do anything to cause the children to multiply, to also give birth. Because in spiritual things, children can also multiply. But it's like it's not part of it. You always have a prepared crowd and you come and you just download whether they understand, whether they are getting, whether they are growing. It's immaterial. But from tonight, we are changing. And we are saying, Lord, give us your heart. Give us the heart of a shepherd. Give us a heart that loves you. And when the heart loves you, it will feed your sheep. Give us a heart that prepares before it brings food to your sheep. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Open your mouth and pray to God. You have heard his word. The Bible says that you can pray that God direct your heart into the love of God. Pray that this will be your portion. That tonight may the Lord direct our hearts into the love of God. The Bible says that Saul was turned into another man. May you and I be changed. May we be turned into other women and other men. May we be turned to people who love him and feed his lambs. We need to feed his lambs. Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? Feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. Open your mouth at the back. Open your mouth in the middle. Open your mouth in the, fr- in the front. Call upon him out of a pure heart. Call upon him out of an earnest desire. And say, Lord, give me a burden for these children. Paul said, that which comes upon me daily, the burden of the churches. God can give you a burden if you frankly tell him, Lord, I'm so I don't care. I don't really care. I fall short. I need your touch. I need a new heart. I need a change to become a new woman. Another man. Another woman. Holy Spirit, do this in my life. Do this in my life. Make Kobara Mashande. Oh, change us. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we will feed your sheep. Jesus, we will feed your lambs. We will feed your lambs. We will lead them into green pastures. We will lead them by still waters. We will depend on you. And you will help us. You will bring us to that place, Lord. Oh, Kabara Boshande Nekastaya. I want to be more like you. Help me, please. Jesus, I wanna be more like I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be a vessel you went through. I wanna be more
John 2 15 love not the world nor the things that are in the world the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh and the pride of life for these things come not from the father but from the world you want to pray tonight 
Jesus asked Simon, Simon, son of Jonas, love us down me. Tonight, we want to say, Lord, we want to love you. We want a heart that loves you. We want a heart that loves you. Because when we love you, we will feed your people. We will feed your lambs. Oh, that we may love you. Our love falls short. But Lord, we thank you. You are the one who is at work in us with and to do. Some of us have to give up the love of this world. Some of us have to give up the love of the flesh. Some of us have to give up the love of self and say, Lord, tonight, anything that I've loved me are beyond you. Tonight, let it be a new beginning. Let it be a new beginning. I will love you because you will make me able. Holy Spirit is causing our hearts to 
heart like yours and let it be your prayer. Thank him that he's given you a heart like his. It's not by mind. Thank you for It's not by power. It is by his spirit. He's leading our hearts into the love of God. The Holy Spirit is at work in us to willing to do. Thank him for a heart of compassion. A heart that treats the lambs like their pets. A love, a heart that treats the lambs like dear pets, a heart that cares, a heart that is burdened, a heart that sees beyond itself, a love, a heart that is like the love of Jesus and the heart of God. Oh Lord, a heart like yours. We receive it tonight. Do a surgery in our hearts. Thank you for do a surgery on our hearts. Turn our hearts from the love of the world. Turn our hearts from the love of self. Turn our hearts from the deceptions of the enemy. Bring our hearts into the right place. Thank you that when we call on you, you answer. Your word says, and call upon me and I will answer. And I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Thank you for your finished work on the cross. Thank you that it is you who is at work in us. To will and to do of your good We bless you, Jesus. Thank you for a heart like yours. Thank you for a heart like yours. He magnified. Give him praise. He's done it. You are highly. There's nothing he can do. He can change our hearts. And there is nothing you can do. You can do.
yourself strong. Show yourself as the provider. The one who calls me to come and die. Show yourself strong. Above our problems, above our struggles, above our desires, above our ambitions, be magnified. we have gone a fishing we have sought things that do not satisfy we have sought things and never gotten them we have put you second place and third place and last in our lives but tonight let there be a cleansing Lord let there be a new beginning Lord be magnified above our problems be magnified above our needs be magnified about our struggles be magnified above our challenges and lord give us a heart that loves you give us a heart that loves your lambs a heart that feeds your lambs a love that tends your lambs a heart that guides your lambs lord thank you that it is you who is at work in us to will and to do thank you for a new beginning Holy Spirit, continue to work in us. Continue to minister to us. Even as we are leaving here, we don't leave your presence. Let your covering be over us and over all that we have left behind. May we not go back to any tragedy or any bad news. Let your angels be on guard. And Lord, let this be a hallowed time in your presence. We bless you for how you have begun with us. And we know that you will continue to us with us and bring us to a good end. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And we thank you for the covering of your blood and for your mercy in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. LPBM, Pastor Dan. I'm surprised at this kind of clapping. Hey, is that the best you can do? Safety chess? Wow. It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Heward Mills, please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh, North Kaneshi, or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Heward Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243 
You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.